Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back today with Bob Lapine and we are talking about marriage. We are still talking through part of our uh, Schoolhouse Rocked family series. And so I know that this week is a great blessing to you because most of you who are listening to this are married. And those of you who maybe are not married, I hope you'll still find encouragement and share this with your friends uh, because we all need this. You know, we live in a world who um, is oftentimes just hurting because there are a lot of hurting marriages in our world today. And so we're hoping to bring some encouragement to you this week. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, BJU Press Homeschool. Do you want help managing your homeschool day on a day-to-day basis? BJU Press has a new homeschool hub that can dramatically simplify things for you. You'll be able to see your child's workload, document grades, modify schedules, and more. The BJU Press Homeschool Hub is the resource you need for painless planning and happy homeschooling. Visit BJUPressHomeschool.com to see how the hub can change your homeschooling. All right, Bob, I am so glad to have you back and talking about marriage. We talked in Monday's episode about um, you know, just just conflict and how every marriage has it. I've yet in our 28 almost years of marriage, I've yet to find friends who don't have some sort of conflict. Now, some get along much better than others, um, but there is always conflict because we're different. We're different people. You know, we come from different backgrounds. We grew up in homes that are completely different. Even if we have very like-minded parents, you know, everybody does stuff. You do the laundry different. You fold the towels different. You do the dishes and load the dishwasher differently. You roll the toothpaste, you know, tube differently. I mean, there are just so many things that you just realize, oh, wait, that's, that's not how I grew up doing that. And so it seems wrong. Um, And so trying to figure out how to work through those things, especially in the early years, I think can be really trying. And I think that's where oftentimes people give up is they just say this, we just can't work through this. We can't work it out. It's just too hard. And what we've seen over and over again is, um, you know, it's, it, if, if you divorce and marry someone else, it's going to be just as hard with that person too, most Mm -hmm. likely, because you're not going to agree with them on everything either. And so may as well try to make it work with the person that God has put you with. Um, but one of the areas that I've seen um, that can bring a lot of heartache and conflict and turmoil into marriages is when kids enter the picture. And yeah. kids are certainly a blessing from the Lord. Um, but that just brings a whole nother element of, of marriage is trying to parent these kids. And no longer does it matter how you roll up the toothpaste tube now you're actually talking about the souls of your kids and about the behavior of your kids and how you're going to raise them together. So, so let's talk with parents about this specific thing. You know, you've got a couple sitting in front of you in your counseling office and they're saying, you know, we love each other, but we just cannot figure out how to parent together and, and how to come to an agreement on how to do this. How do you counsel that couple? Well, first of all, I think we have to pull back and understand why this is such a big issue, because as you said, um, our hearts are knit uh, so tightly with our kids. We, we as parents, I, I remember when Marianne and I became parents for the first time and we thought there's nothing really that matters much more to us than how our kids do, how, how yeah. they grow up, how they thrive. So, and I would also say along with that passion to see them do well, there's a fear and an insecurity that we're going to mess this up and that 
we don't we don't know well enough what we're doing. Um, and I, I've just talked with so many parents who are saying, if you will just give me the recipe, give me the yeah. formula. If you'll tell me step by step by step, I don't care how hard it is. I will do whatever you tell me to do. If you'll just guarantee me the outcome that if I do these things, my kids will be walking with the Lord and thriving and doing great uh, 20 years from now. I'll, I'll do whatever. I'll I'll die for that. And I, yeah. I, I applaud that. Here's the, here's the truth. There's no recipe. There's no formula. Your kids are not robots and you can't just program the code into them and have them act a certain way. They're going to make choices and decisions of their own. Uh, they're going to make choices and decisions that you're not going to agree with. Some of them are going to feel like they're ripping your heart out when they make choices that you go, that's a, a wrong choice or a bad decision. Um, and yet this is why we're often in conflict with one another because we're so committed to wanting our kids to, to thrive and we're insecure. Do we really know how to do this? And we're fearful that we're not going to do it. And so we read a book and we go, okay, th this is, we'll just do this book. And then our spouse reads another book and we go, no, th this book says, do it this way. And we got a lot invested in this. Here's, here's what has helped us. I think more than anything else. Uh, there was a study done, I think this was at the University of Minnesota many years ago, and the the people in the study came away saying every child is asking two questions as they grow up of their parents. Question number one is, do you love me? Mm -hmm. And question number two is, can I do whatever I want? And they said parenting is the combination of the answer to those two questions. Yeah. And we know the right answer to both questions. Yes, I love you desperately, and I want you to know that and feel it, and 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 no, absolutely not. You can't do whatever you want. That's not, you're not ready. For, I'm here to guide you through all of that. Now, yeah. most of us as parents, most of us in our marriage lean in one direction or the other. Most of us, here's me, my kids knew I loved them and I was committed to them, and they could probably get away with more then their mom would let them get away with with me. I was going to be the one who was softer and more. I was more focused on wanting to make sure I didn't threaten the relationship that mm -hmm. I'd probably let them make some bad choices. Marianne was committed to wanting them to walk in the right path. And sometimes I think they wondered, do you really love me, mom? Because she was strict with them. Now, my way is just as wrong as her way, because what both of us needed to be saying was, yes, I love you desperately. No, you can't do whatever you want. She said to me one time, our kids will probably never get to a point where they think you're being too strict because it's just not in your nature mm -hmm. to be too strict with them. And so when I thought I was approaching that place where they might push back and rebel, she said, you're not even close to that place. <laughs> By, by at this point and yet i had to say to her you probably need to overdo it with the kids in terms of verbal expression touch affection how you demonstrate to them your love for them mm -hmm. we were a team on that and we knew we're going to fill in each other's gaps and we're going to again recognize that my way has some downside your way has some downside so let's let's aim for for together answering these kids question, mom and dad love you desperately and mm -hmm. mom and dad are committed to the fact that you can't do whatever you want. One of the keys to that, as you know, as a parent is anytime a child would come to us and say, can I do this? 
both of us had the same exact answer, which was, let me talk to your dad about that. Let me talk to your mom about that. We we did not make unilateral decisions on big issues. Sure. We made sure we were on the same page. And even if that meant us getting away and said, what do you think? I'll tell a quick story. Yeah. Our daughter, Amy, when she was 15, came home and said, the, the, the youth group is going to Haiti on a missions trip. Can I go? And she's asking me this question, and her mom is standing behind her going, no, no, <laughs> no. She's 15. Haiti? What are you talking about going to Haiti at age 15? What, do you know anything about the hospitals in Haiti? What if something happens to you? I mean, this is Marianne sure. wanting to be safe and protective. Yeah. I'm thinking... Our 15-year-old wants to go tell people about Jesus. Of course, we want her to go tell people about Jesus and learn, you know, missions. Are in... So Marianne and I were not on the same page. I said, I'll talk to your mom. We'll, we'll figure this out. Well, we spent the next week talking about it. I heard Marianne. She heard my side. I said, okay, let's pray. Let's figure this out. We got together after a week. I said, so you feel any differently? She said, not really. I said, me neither. I still think she should go. And Marianne said, I don't think she should. So now what do you do in that situation? I said to Marianne, Who, who's going to make the final decision? And she said, well, I suppose you are. And I said, and what if I make a decision and something goes wrong? What if I say yes and something goes wrong? Will you, will you hold that against me? And she said, be pretty hard not to. You know, I appreciated the sure. honesty on that situation. Yeah. Ultimately, Marianne agreed that we'd go with my decision. Amy went to Haiti. I prayed every day while she was in Haiti. Lord <laughs> Jesus, keep her safe, right, and protect her. Yeah. And and Marianne would look back on that and say, that was the right decision. I didn't feel it in the moment. I was fearful. I'm glad I yielded to you in that sure. in that moment. But I could have made a bad decision. I could have made a wrong decision. This is just where we have to be committed to one another and say, let's let's uh, try to fill in each other's gaps and do the best. Long answer to a, a, a quick question, but I hope that gives yeah. some insight into the whole parenting issue here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Bob. Um, I, I appreciate your answer on that. And yeah, man, sometimes it's so difficult when we've got kids and, and we both think differently about stuff. And I'll say, you know, for the most part, Garrett and I are, are pretty much of one mind when it comes especially to big decisions. And if if we're not, I feel like 
one of us or the other is usually pretty good at convincing the other one, (laughs) you know, (laughs) why? Like, you know, and oftentimes just biblically, like, you know, this is not an issue that is worth, you know, losing our child's heart over it or causing conflict or whatever. And, and so it's good to talk through those things because sometimes you don't realize the other side of it, you know, because that's just not the way we think, you know, like you couldn't have thought like Marianne did because she's mama bear right? and it's her job to be nurturing and protective over her kids. I mean, it's your job too, but moms have a different, they have a different instinct, a a, a, a different, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then dads have a different instinct as well. And so, you know, we've had some of those situations with our girls where, you know, I'm like, no, and Garrett's (laughs) like, it's going to be fine. Uh (laughs) uh And okay, I'll trust you. Um, but yeah, it's hard and it's getting harder as our girls are getting older for sure. Because like you said, they're asking for more freedom to do things. And, you know, I'm still like, no, you're just a baby still. And, you know, my baby who's now 17 and my other baby who is now 12, you know, they're not so much babies anymore, but yeah, it's, it's hard, um, to do that. And, and so I love that, you know, you took that time to just pray about it together, you know, for a week or several days and, uh, and just ask the Lord to give you wisdom. And in that process, too, to make sure we've heard one another. So I I think one of the things that often goes wrong is we get dug in and we haven't when we listen to one another, we're we're forming an argument against what they're saying rather than saying, "Okay, let me hear you and let me hear what's your heart behind that. And I wanted to I wanted to understand Marianne's a wise and reasonable person. And so I wanted to understand what was driving her conclusion, what was leading her to that. And, and to really hear her heart. And I think because we're committed to that with one another, mm-hmm. in those times when we yield, we're able yeah. to yield more easily because we've sure. been heard. We've had a yeah. chance to to hear each other's heart. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We had a situation some several months ago where um, our daughter, our oldest daughter, wanted to get a nose ring. And I was like, heck no, absolutely not. That is not going to happen. But she was wise enough to go to her dad and lay out for him <laughs> a biblical argument against getting a nose ring. And I was like, shoot. <laughs> and so he came to me and he said, you know, she's not dressing immodestly. She's not out getting in trouble. She's not doing any of these other things. And she's, it's not a modesty issue. You know, it's, it's, right. you just don't like nose rings, which is silly. Cause I used to have one years ago. Um, but you know, I just was like, not my baby. And anyway, they both convinced me. And so I said, okay. And I think it looks cute on her now, you know, but <laughs> it just, it, you know, it, it was so funny that he was the one who came to me and said, you know, I, I think it's okay. I think mm-hmm. it will be okay to let her do that. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, so let's, I want I want to ask you this because again, you have been in the, the marriage world for such a long time. Have you seen a shift in marriages over the last 30 years of ministry or are you seeing basically the same thing um when when i'm you know i'm talking about specifically struggling marriages yeah Um, are you seeing more marriages struggle today or have you not really seen a change no i i think there's been a cultural mega shift when it comes to Mm -hmm. marriage in terms of how we define it how we understand it you know you go back a generation and the typical path to marriage was you met somebody you dated for a while you got engaged, you got married, you moved in together, you started having sex, and then you had kids, right? Right. Today, you meet somebody, you date a couple of times, you start having sex, you move in together, you have kids, and then you get married. It's right. So it's a, a whole different pathway. And we can't help but be influenced in right. our thinking by what's going on in the culture around us. So young people today have a very different perspective of marriage. Yeah. 
what Marianne and I were sitting together with a 19 year old uh, recently who was talking to us about wanting to be married someday. She is, she's got a boyfriend now and, and they're living together and she wants to be married someday. And so we were talking about, well, how do you see marriage as being different than the two of you living together? And for her, this is just the normal path. She's doing what she's watching all of her peers do in this situation. But, but her thinking has been shaped more culturally than biblically when right. it comes to marriage. And that that affects then how we relate to one another when we're in a marriage relationship. So yeah. I would say culturally, there's been a big shift in how we think about marriage and how we how we honor marriage. But I would say in marriage, most of the issues that couples are having can still go back to what we talked about earlier when we talked about selfishness being at the core of most mm-hmm. of the 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 conflict that we're having in marriage so couples today in a marriage relationship what what isolates us in marriage is pretty much the same thing that isolated people for centuries but we live in a very different world when it comes to honoring marriage i think we're we're quicker to say if we're not getting along then then divorce is the the solution we should look toward rather than how do we save this or how do we work this out um so, so I think we have a different cultural view of marriage, but a lot of the marriage conflict is still similar to what couples have dealt with throughout history. Sure. Yeah. It is really interesting to see, you know, the Bible says that Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he is doing everything he can right now to destroy yeah. the family unit in every way, um, parent, you know, relationships, marriage relationships, um, you know, even friendships. I mean, it's just incredible to see his claws digging in especially to the Christian families, you know, homeschool families who are committed to raising their kids in Christ-likeness and teaching their kids about Jesus and really genuinely wanting to show their kids what a good, healthy marriage looks like. And and it's hard because Satan's like, nope, I don't want you to do that. And so he's going to do everything he can to attack our families, um, those who are walking, you know, towards the cross and trying to lead our kids towards the cross. And so it's a tough time. And so um, we're, we're out of time, but I want to come back tomorrow. And the thing that I want to jump into is I want to talk about how to thrive in our marriages, not just stay married, because a lot of people stay married because they've got kids or, you know, because they just don't want, um, you know, the shame of divorce or whatever, but they're not necessarily thriving in their marriages. And so tomorrow I want to come back and talk about that. Um, so thank you again so much for being with us today, Bob. I'm so thankful for you and for your mm-hmm. your wisdom that you're sharing with us this week. Great and to thank be you, here. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you are such a blessing to us. If you've not signed up for a newsletter, would you go to our website, schoolhouserocked.com, sign up for it there and stay in the loop of all things Schoolhouse Rocked. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.